2: Now
4: Welcome back, everyone, once again to another episode of Red Pill News. This is episode two for April 27th. First of all, before I began, I want to let everybody know that um, I need to issue a public apology to Derek at the Common Sense Show on Patriot Soapbox. I was scheduled to be there today shortly after 4 p.m. When I was walking the dogs, my computer updated. And when I got back, uh, things were just not working. All of my transitions and my editing software were suddenly gone. I couldn't access them. I was completely focused on trying to get everything back to normal because I'm a little bit anal in that way. And I completely missed the show. And I I just want everybody to know that I will be there tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can tune in then. Hopefully, Derek forgives me. I understand what it's like to be left in the lurch if you're supposed to have a guest and they don't show up. So it's very unlike me. And I I just want to make sure that everybody knows that I will be there. And hopefully you can join me there. So what we're going to be talking about today is the creation of a new department within the Biden regime's administration. Uh, It's designed to fight misinformation as they would say however this is things that we would call objective truth because the only people giving us misinformation is the federal government and the media our job is to deliver the truth but of course they need to shut us down because that means we're dangerous so we're going to be right back after the break we're going to be discussing the whole thing please sit back relax grab your popcorn and we're going to be right back after this So tell me this, did you know you can earn hundreds of thousands of dollars investing in crypto, but the best part is, you don't have to pay capital gains taxes on those gains. Open a Roth crypto IRA right now with my digital money and take advantage of it today. You only pay based on your contribution and pay nothing on capital gains. So if Ethereum or Chainlink doubles or Bitcoin has another surge, you could be doubling your investments. My Digital Money's U.S.-based phone support is always ready to answer your questions. And you know what's better? They'll give you a free $50 credit if you fund your My Digital Money crypto IRA account with at least $1,000. No capital gains tax, massive gains. Go right now to MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking around. So where to begin? Where to begin? Well, uh, this week, obviously, the deal for Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter went through Uh, the left wing media and a fair number of people inside the government suddenly went ape Uh, to them. The idea of Elon Musk owning Twitter is an existential threat to their propaganda machine without the control over the levers of communication, uh, a fair amount of their control is going to drop off by the wayside. Uh, If Elon turns Twitter into a total free speech platform, it's going to mean that a lot of people out there who have been banned are going to be welcomed back with open arms. As long as they're not threatening to dox or or hurt murder people, uh, they're probably going to be fine. Don't break the law. You can say what you want, no matter how repulsive it might be. Now, What's really odd is that nearly instantaneously after that purchase uh, or the deal rather for the purchase went through, suddenly the Biden regime begins talking about Reforming Section 230, something we've been asking for for quite some time. Uh, and then, of course, we have a fact check written about that statement by the administration from MSN. I believe this is coming directly from Newsweek, but they entitle it Elon Musk buying Twitter led the White House to target Section 230. I'm going to give you one guess on which side of that argument they fall on. Of course, this entire article is written to uh, convince you that no, 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 no. We didn't decide that we finally need to reform Section 230 due to the fact that Elon Musk is going to be buying this platform. Uh, And of course, we still want to be able to shut down conservative voices and control the free exchange of information. No, it has nothing to do with that. And Jen Psaki said as much when she was asked about it. So Jen Psaki, as uh, the White House press secretary, issued a statement uh, and it didn't address the deal itself, but she said that President Biden has long talked ...talked about his concerns about the power of social media platforms, including Twitter and others, to spread misinformation. Of course... The idea of Section 230 being in place and the incredible power that it gave to social media companies was not a problem until the moment the Elon Musk deal went through. Uh, you know, as a conservative, as, you know, fellow conservatives, all of us have probably experienced some level of censorship, varying degrees from simply having your account censored, stifled, uh, to actually losing your accounts on a number of platforms. Of course, I myself have lost uh, virtually all of my mainstream uh, social social media platforms, and many, many other people out there. Probably many of you watching this show have experienced exactly the same. You know, other people uh, didn't necessarily say anything that was too con- controversial, uh, but it was just enough to go outside of the boundaries of what they deem as acceptable. I want to play you a clip now from MSNBC, and it's one of the most tone-deaf things I've ever heard. They're describing the dangers of someone owning a social media platform and the power that one could elicit if they so choose to do it. Let's go ahead and take a listen.
1: You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees. Or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open minded helper.
4: Now, if I didn't know better, I would have thought that this person on MSNBC was actually someone who was from our side of the aisle, because what he literally described was exactly what happened to people like us and plenty of other conservative candidates just before an election. You know, I cannot think of a single instance where Twitter has uh, stifled, censored or completely deleted the account of a left wing pundit. Someone who identifies as a Democrat or a radical left wing agitator. None of those people have ever had their accounts deleted on these major social media platforms. Uh, and he discusses the possibility of a social media platform turning someone's reach down, uh, closing their account before the election, uh, stopping the flow of information. These are all things that Twitter, Facebook, Google, YouTube, all of these companies have already done these things. But they haven't done those things to people on the left. They've only done those things to people on the right. This is a staggering display of a lack of self-awareness because uh, I can't tell you how many times... Ari Melber of MSNBC has probably benefited from the censorship that has been rampant on Twitter for the longest time. And this is exactly why Elon Musk wanted to buy Twitter. He wanted to open it back up and create the free speech platform that it was at one time. He says you can secretly ban someone. They call that shadow banning, Ari. We've already dealt with it. Or you can turn down the reach. That that would be delisting or de-boosting. And Facebook has had that information come out, actually, in congressional testimony. He says it's true if you're a democracy like the United States, and I would have to stop you there, Ari, because we're actually a republic that used to regulate social media ownership and say Rupert Murdoch can't have too many local TV stations and newspapers in one town. They have laws for that that are still on the books. Well, Elon Musk isn't buying Facebook and YouTube as well. He's only bought... One social media platform. And I would like to remind everybody, before Twitter went public, it was owned by Jack Dorsey. Nobody ever said boo when Jack Dorsey was at the helm. He says, Congress hasn't gotten round to limiting whether someone can own all of Twitter. Why can someone not own all of Twitter? It's, it hasn't been a problem that Elon Musk owned all of Tesla. Uh, of course, now it's publicly traded. It's not a problem that Elon Musk has owned any companies in the past. Once again, it's only this particular instance because it's a threat to their hegemony over the free exchange of information. Uh, now, I want to take you to the next phase in what Joe Biden is planning to do, once again, immediately after Elon Musk buys Twitter. So in America, because we're not a communist nation, we don't have companies that are uh, taken over by the government and essentially absorbed into the infrastructure. That would be in uh, a country like Venezuela. However, the truth of the matter is that Twitter essentially was a de facto arm of the information warfare wing of the United States government. And now that Elon Musk has purchased it, and undoubtedly the same level of pressure is not going to be applied on Twitter to shut people down or to uh, stop them from saying certain things that the administration, the regime, finds to be offensive or labels as misinformation, now this uh, current administration has announced the creation of a Disinformation Governance Board. Now, what's even crazier and what also makes me believe that this is really the Ministry of Truth or the Ministry of Information uh, is going to be under the authority of Homeland Security. Of course, that is uh, Alejandro Mayorkas right there. And we learned about this because he was testifying in Congress and, and announced this creation of the Disinformation Governing Board. Basically, you can assume they're going to be tasked with uh, shutting down anything that they deem to be misinformation. And as we know, pretty much uh, everything in today's world that is
2: i oh. you
1: FighterFlare.com
4: ...really truthful is considered misinformation, Uh, and so the Homeland Security is going to have the ability to maybe go into your social media profile and tell you that you can't post this, and so therefore it has to be deleted. Of course, I believe that now that Elon Musk is at the helm of Twitter, uh, this is going to be something that's far more difficult for the United States government to do. Perhaps Elon Musk will relocate Twitter's headquarters to another country... A country where perhaps they have uh, a greater level of autonomy in the things that the people and their citizens can actually say. Uh, but they are specifically going to be focusing on two things. Let me give you a guess what they are. The first one is Russian disinformation. Obviously, Russian disinformation is a catch-all that the liberal left uses to describe anything that goes against their agenda and goes against the popular opinions and the misinformation being dished out by the United States government. They're also going to be focusing on something they call irregular migration, irregular migration. That is a fancy way of saying illegal immigration, people who are crossing the border illegally So don't you dare go on Elon Musk's social media platform, Twitter, and criticize the illegal immigrants that the Democrats want here so that they can soon in the very near future offer amnesty to all those people and immediately create millions and millions of Democrat votes. Now, that information is coming directly from the Post Millennial. They are, in my opinion, a fairly mainstream conservative platform, but they have been fairly often targeted as uh, a purveyor of Russian misinformation themselves anytime they want to shut somebody down, they call them a Russian agent. They say that they're spouting Russian disinformation. Uh, And uh, if you really take a look at it, do your own fact check, use your own discernment, do some research on your own, you'll quite oftentimes find that this supposed Russian disinformation is actually the truth. And the problem is not that it's fake news, not that it is lies, but that it simply goes against the narrative that the government wants you to believe. So while testifying at this House appropriation DHS subcommittee hearing on Wednesday, Mayorkas said our undersecretary for policy, Rob Silvers, is co-chair with our principal deputy general counsel, Jennifer Gaskell, in leading a just recently constituted misinformation, disinformation government board. So we're bringing the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat, to address the threat of people speaking freely thinking for themselves, and doing their own research. Now, here's the real kicker. The governing board, uh, the disinformation board, the Ministry of Truth, is going to be led by Executive Director Nina Jenkowitz. Now, Jack Posobiec has uh, released a series of tweets where he shows us that she's actually an anti-free speech crusader. She's a committed member of the radical left, and she is absolutely in favor of shutting down the voices of Americans all across this country. Let's take a look at those tweets here in just a second, but One of the things that she has really crusaded upon were crucial issues of actual true information such as the Hunter Biden laptop, the stolen and rigged election of 2020. And she's made a habit of characterizing any concerns that American citizens might have about that stolen and rigged election as lies. She has said that they have been proven false when that is absolutely false in and of itself. She said that the laptop from hell was, of course, Russian misinformation. Apparently, she read that uh, statement that was written by all those uh, ex-spooks who had uh, no idea about the provenance of that laptop. And she's also said that she's concerned about domestic misinformation in the same way that she's concerned about foreign. foreign misinformation. So that means that information coming in from outside the country, as well as the data and the information and news that we are putting out here, we would be then considered domestic misinformation. And of course, at that point, they can characterize us as terrorists, as enemies of the state, and the Ministry of Truth can come on down and arrest us and take us to a secret prison. I don't think that's going to happen, but this is exactly where it's leading. That's why I'm telling you guys about this. Because it's so vitally important that we stand up against it. This is one of the most dangerous things I've heard in a very long time. So this is what Jack Posobiec put out. He actually retweeted her own words so that we can get a flavor of the type of person that Nina Jankowitz is. So she retweeted somebody else back in January. This is Donnie O'Sullivan. He's one of the darlings at CNN. He says, Twitter says it has quit taking action against lies about the 2020 election. She, in her point, says, considering the long term damage these lies do to our democracy, I'm dismayed by this decision. I say this about foreign disinformation and it applies to domestic disinfo too. elections aren't an end point. They're an inflection point. Policies need to reflect that. I.e., we need to shut down more speech on every single day of the year and damn you if you think you're going to say something that the government doesn't back up as well. He continues on. Jankiewicz is also known for forming a Harry Potter wizard rock band known as the Moaning Turtles. Uh, and then back in 2020, this is when she said the laptop from hell was actually a Russian influence op. Nina has not come out to correct the record on this, although we now know that the laptop from hell was actually Hunter Biden's laptop when they shut down the New York Post, when they shut down people like you and me. They were shutting down the truth of the matter, the facts that Hunter Biden's laptop was real, that it contained a bunch of damaging information, that it and it alone could have stopped Joe Biden's ascension to the presidency here in America. Nina Jankowitz is a very dangerous person, and she's not the one that we want running a ministry of truth here in America. Frankly, I would like it if she didn't work in government at all. Now, you can see she also has a Ukrainian flag in her bio next to an American flag. Previously, she actually worked as an advisor to the Ukrainian government on something called Strategic communications. That sounds like propaganda to me. Uh, she also oversaw programs on Russia and Belarus at the National Democratic Institute. That's probably a front for the CIA. And she was also a member of the Fulbright Clinton Fellowship. So let's see. She's connected to Clinton. She's involved in propaganda. She wants to be the leader of the Ministry of Truth here in America, and she wants to shut down the free flow of information between American citizens and the people who might want to converse with them. In the same way that Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter is an existential threat to the government's ability to dish out propaganda on a daily basis, to shut down and stifle free speech, to silence political candidates and dissidents who would dare to challenge the narrative that the government is trying to shove down our throats on a daily basis. Nina Jankowitz is an existential threat to the freedom of speech here in America. This is probably the most sacrosanct right that we have here as a citizen of the American Republic. And if Nina Jankowitz and her ilk are allowed to create this governing disinformation board, With the Department of Homeland Security to decide which dissidents are a threat to the political and information control here in America, then my friends, we are in for a rough ride. Now, I've often said this is going to get worse before it gets better. Hopefully it doesn't have to get this much worse. The government here is panicking. This is what I see. I see them in a state of utter disarray because now they no longer have Twitter as a tool that they can use to shut down this information that we are so diligently working to get out every single day. That's why they're putting this governing board together. That's why they're putting it under the Department of Homeland Security. And that's why they have somebody like Nina Jankowitz uh, absolutely tone deaf, purveyor of fake news herself by saying that the Hunter Biden laptop is a Russian disinformation op. We have to fight against this with every fiber of our being. And I am going to ask every single one of you to call your elected officials to let them know just how dangerous this governing body will be. If they're able to put something like this into action, then you better believe this is only the beginning of our trials and tribulations for the next several years until we have a new administration in place. Good luck getting any truth out. Good luck fighting back against the propaganda of the Biden regime. This is going to be a very interesting next few months. Maybe all of this is going to be cleared up before the midterms. Maybe it's going to be after the midterms. Maybe it's not going to be until 2024. I don't know for certain. I know a lot of people have a lot of theories, but either way, in the meantime, as long as I have a voice on all of these other platforms, I'm going to continue to use it. All right, guys, I'm really serious about this. Uh, I know that uh, it's very possible that there are forces working behind the scenes uh, to counteract all of these uh, actions that are being taken by the Biden administration. uh, All of the horrible things that we see happening to destroy our way of life, to take away all of our rights and the things that we hold most dear. But even if those forces exist, it doesn't mean that people like you should stop fighting for the things you care about. It doesn't mean you should ever stop fighting for the things uh, that you hold most dear. These rights, these liberties that are enshrined in our founding documents, we have to fight for them every single day if we want to make sure that they remain as a vital element of what it means to be an American. So please... Call your elected officials. Tell them that this is something that simply cannot stand. This is absolutely antithetical to everything that it means to be an American and to what our founding fathers envisioned for us in the future. I want to thank everyone for joining me. As always, this has been Red Pill 78. My name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this was another edition of Red Pill News. Good luck, everyone, and God bless.